Now that Jason's refreshed, let's start the show. (laughs) (laughs) But is he refreshed? I don't know. I'm never refreshed, guys. I'm just a constant uh, unrefreshed. I don't know. What's what's the opposite of refreshed? Dehydrated. Mm, That's the opposite of quenched. Unquenched. No, that is the opposite of quenched, is dehydrated. I don't think it's the opposite of refreshed because like there's parched. Re- refreshed doesn't have necessarily have like a, a aquatic connotation. That's yeah, true. Parched. You can wake up refreshed. See, and you didn't drink anything in your sleep unless <clears throat> well spent. Okay, yeah, spent, spent. So yeah. spent. So if your if your if your bank account has like money in it, then your bank account's refreshed. Yeah. No, because yeah. refreshed yeah. is like you've been fresh before, but now you have to get refreshed. My bank account's been fresh before. It's also been spent before. <laughs> Probably more times than it's been fresh. Yeah. Well, let's refresh that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what else needs to be refreshed? The Savage Land! <laughs> You know what, we're going to do that over again, because Jesus Christ, that was bad. I muted myself on accident first. Okay, so. can, we, can we repeat that entire conversation? No, we're just going to have to come <laughs> up with another way of doing it. God damn it. I'm sorry, guys, I fucked up. I've been, fucking up. I've been a bad producer lately. <laughs> I have not done a good job. Jason. <laughs> uh. Oh my God, you did it again. I tried to unmute you, but I hadn't muted you in the first place, so I just muted you. <laughs> such an asshole. Ugh, producer's such an asshole. I'm sorry. It's worse than having a shitty DM. It really is. It is. And that's that's why I think I'd be a shitty DM, is I can probably come up with cool things, but then if it's like you go more than a day between playing, it's like, oh, I remember what happened last time. Definitely. And I don't. <laughs> You know what else you can remember? No, the Savage <laughs> Well, it's hard to be candid if it's not candid. It's really, yeah. You know what else isn't candid? No. <laughs> that would be funny if we just had this intro of like us trying to start the show like 20 times in a row. <laughs> like every other word's like... The Savage <laughs> Then You know what else is... <laughs> Probably just start it. You know what else is unoriginal? <laughs> the Savage Land. Someone is spending my money for me. The money I got, I never see. Welcome back to the Savage Land. We are back in the Matt Cave, refreshed, ready to go, and energized, and, and super on target as far as our podcasting ability is. How are you guys doing? Super great. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling freshed, but I've yet to feel. I'm not feeling refreshed. refreshed. Yeah. Does that mean that we have to? Now that you said that, does that mean that we have to include that entire first failed attempt at starting the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's appropriate. Oh, man, that's going to make us look really bad, but I guess, uh, fuck it. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Do we look great already? No. It's a good thing nobody can see what you look like on a podcast. Uh, not yet, anyway. Next year, new things on the horizon, you know? Hashtag teaser. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Savage Land. Yeah, hashtag Savage Land for life. 
<laughs> how's your guys' how's your guys' turkey day? <laughs> <laughs> Is that my answer? Yeah, that's good enough. Let's move on. <laughs> well, did you did you give thanks for things? Uh, did I give thanks for things? Yeah, I mean, were were you thankful for your turkey? No, no. no okay, no, I was not. Well, that's good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanksgiving's a, a, a sham, man. Well, let's talk about what we were thankful this week in the ketchup. Starting with, I don't know, Rachel? Because <laughs> Matt hates going first. He does hate going first. Well, uh, yeah, I do. I'm assuming Rachel also probably hates going first just as much as Matt does, though. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> I haven't really done anything. Um, well, You've been breathing. We have, like, a tradition, sort of, kind of, for Thanksgiving in my family. Mm-hmm. We usually do... Um, Civil War reenactments? <laughs> uh, they have like it's it. weird <laughs> usually half our family dies every thanksgiving yeah civil war enactments <laughs> pretty much Sorry. how we control the population yeah you Fair control the, the 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 rachel family population because mm-hmm, there's so <laughs> many of us i know just constantly, you're like spawn. You know, you like you just spawn more Rachel families. They're like grim. They're like gremlins. Yeah, yeah. You get them wet and you just clone. Wet pop and... more out. Little do we know, this is like a Rachel clone that we're talking to now. <laughs> she took the place of the last Rachel <laughs> in their Civil War enactment. Uh, you figured it out. You know what? We don't need your Civil War. <laughs> it, it, it. Guns and Roses reference. feeds the rich while it buries the poor you know whatever something about a grocery store so anyways (laughs) (laughs) see this is why i don't like going first rachel (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i'll stop uh so jesus what the fuck was i talking you were talking about your family tradition yeah okay the family tradition (laughs) (laughs) uh my sister and her, her husband have a 300 inch projector downstairs that could have gone a lot of ways. And we usually do um, Resistance 3 Ooh. battles. Oh, that's but a fun this game. year we did uh, Mortal Kombat X. Ooh. So we all had to fight each other. Did they keep that song throughout <laughs> all the games? Oh, man. That was only in the movie. Oh. That was only, I used to love that soundtrack, though. It's a great Good soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how great it is it, It's but, awesome. I love it. it. It holds up, man. It holds up. Definitely holds it, up. It totally does. Holds up, no matter what you say. Yeah. So who'd you, who'd you play as? Uh, my favorite is Scorpion and Melina Katana. Mm-hmm. All the moves are the same because I, I went in thinking all my skills stopped at Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Mm-hmm. But all the moves are exactly the same. <laughs> so I could still do shit. Yeah, so still doing shit. It was a lot of fun. That is good. I had a lot of fun. I had a moment where I laughed until I just cried. <laughs> It's My true. It was when Scorpion was on screen, and Sub Zero comes up, and Scorpion's like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> no, what did you do? <laughs> I think Matt's just intentionally breaking Rachel at this point. <laughs> he knows that's the one thing to make me laugh until I cry. <laughs> I think if I were to play Mortal Kombat, because I, I I don't. Yeah, I've never played Mortal Kombat in my life. Um, I know, somehow. What? Wait, seriously? Yeah, what? seriously. What? You never played Mortal never Kombat? Never played it. What? What? Yeah. You never even played Mortal Kombat versus DC? 
No. So, I mean, I've played Injustice. That's the closest I've gotten is playing Injustice because it's by Unreal. Yeah, it's probably the same game pretty much. That's kind of what yeah. I figure. That's where I was going is like yeah. the combos might be the same. And by combos, I mean button mashing and thinking you know the pattern to what you're doing. Um, yeah, that's how you play Mortal Kombat. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like we when I was growing up, we weren't allowed to have, you know, violent games. Oh, so, that's like all I had. Yeah, all I had was racing <laughs> games. I had like Gran Turismo and Need for Speed and... Mario Kart. Did they let you have the Need for Speed where you could run from the cops, or was that... Yes, but they didn't actually know that that's what that game was about. They thought it was just another innocent racing game. Where the cops are just, like, giving you a, uh... uh, What do they call it when the cops escort you? A cop escort? (laughs) Police escort. They're not chasing me, Mom. It's a police escort. (laughs) (laughs) They're just trying to run me off the road to keep me on track. Yeah, they're just trying to keep you on track. Yeah. They're making sure I don't hit any pedestrians. (laughs) They're just looking out for me. Public safety. Yeah. Yeah. Public yeah. safety. Totally. Duh. Yeah. Easy. Hot Pursuit 2 was probably one of the best games ever, though, by the way. That was a fun Hot game. Pursuit 2. I love that game. Yeah, we used to play a lot. We had little mini tournaments playing that. That was fun. I remember when I unlocked the Lamborghini Cops. That was when it got serious. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but you've played Mortal Kombat versus DC. Mm-hmm. Is that game fun? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It is fun. I, I could... I would... I would crush that game as the flash <laughs> the flash is a good game and a lot of, or a good character to be in a lot of those well games. he's cool because he could go off left screen and then and pop then up on the him. right yep he does yeah. that in injustice too. that's what scorpion does flash is, flash is the cooler flash too. <laughs> <laughs> the flash is a ginger so it makes it better scorpion I mean, wears this he's sort of ginger outfit he's on fire <laughs> we'll see I like that they have Scorpion in Injustice, because then it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I sort of get this Mortal Kombat character without any of the other ridiculous Mortal Kombat characters. Well, in this one, you can also play as Predator and Jason Voorhees. Really? Jason was kind of... But not Freddy Krueger? No. That's weird. He was super sluggish, but uh. Predator was pretty cool, because he could go invisible. Predator could go... Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But I guess it's like, I mean, you pretty much know where he is. It's not like there's a yeah, lot you, of... Yeah, you can still see him. <laughs> there's not a lot of, like, possibilities well, in Mortal and, Kombat for places to go. And, oh, what's his name? <laughs> One of the characters that's been in a few of them, um, like, he had no skin on his Ugh. arms, so, like, only on the spot. So my sister, as I pick it, she goes, that's my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. <laughs> My germs. I, I think she did it on purpose because she knew I would laugh. <laughs> Distract me. That's so weird. When are they going to make the Marvel versus DC fighting game? Marvel versus I, dude. I, I've been yeah. wanting a game like that for so long. Just that like, game would sell a billion dollars. Yeah, just watch Thor and Superman beat the crap out of each other, and yeah, totally. Cap and Batman and. Did you, ever, did you guys ever read that Justice League Avengers crossover from, like, the late 90s? Uh, no. no. Really good. Kurt Busiek wrote it. George Perez did the art. Really? Yeah, I, I really like it. I have, I have them all in... What's the uh, premise? Um, the universes are colliding. There's, uh, let's see, who is it that's pushing them together? Is it the Beyonder? I can't remember, but so there's, there's some cosmic entity some from... Some Kirby from, entity? Yeah, some Kirby thing that he either did for Marvel or DC. I can't remember which one. Is like... Put, yeah, exactly. It's like pushing the universes together, and then like there's some sort of weird conspiracy involving Metron, uh, um, shit, the Lost Guardian, uh, Krona. Um, I think Galactus was involved, and I know the Beyonder was involved. Um, 
and then the Justice League and the Avengers keep like swapping places on their Earths, and then there's like, yeah, they're getting all confused about it, and they have to fight to keep the Earth separate. Yeah, I'd read that. That sounds fun. It was really fun. Like it was definitely very, very Kirby comic book inspired. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to check that out. It was really fun. I have. So I originally, when I first saw it, it was the cover of the third issue, which is literally like every superhero that's ever been conceived from both DC and Marvel, just on this like double page spread you know dashing off into the distance to fight whatever is through the fourth wall um and i was like whoa that's so freaking awesome and so then i got three <laughs> I, I had a batman voice when i was 12 sure we oh, all did yeah yeah sure. um i know i did duh like everybody did that's mom why. can i have some cookies <laughs> dad i really want this comic book <laughs> it looks really cool there's a lot of heroes on it um and so i got like issue three and four when i was like 12 years old and I just like picked it up and started reading, and I was like, I have no fucking idea what's going on right now. But there was like <laughs> a part where Iron Man and Batman meet each other and shake hands and stuff. I'm like, oh, they're both rich, ah, huh? cool. And never understood what was going on. And then like a year and a half ago, I was down in St. George. Dad, Utah. I don't understand what's happening in this comic. <laughs> Dad, this comic's above my head. I think I, I think I picked up in the middle of a run here. <laughs> and so I was down at a comic book store in St. George, and they had the entire four issue run. Like you could only buy all four issues together. And so now on my shelf, I have one, two, three, four, three, four. And it really kind of bugs me in a way. But I did finally... Well, that irritated me, just you saying that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's bothersome. Um, but then I was able to, to go back and actually get what the fucking story was about. Um, and it's, it's really fun. And the fourth issue is this awesome cover of Superman, like, standing on the moon, holding Cap's shield and Thor's hammer. Hmm. It's, it's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. So... It's definitely one to read. I'd read that. Yeah. It's Me fun. too. I mean, it's not like, you know, masterful, but it's it's fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, catch-ups resume. Sorry for uh, derailing. That's really it. That was Unless it. you want to have a therapy session. Let's have a therapy session. <laughs> no. Savage Land therapy. Yeah. <laughs> therapy session from Savage Land. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a wise choice. <laughs> Really? Even with all that therapeutic music? Yeah, yeah. No, just the music made me feel better. That's, that's what they itself. should play at massage places. <laughs> they have like water trickling um, on a waterfall. I'm and... so refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You were fresh before, but then you were spent, so I'm yeah. glad you're refreshed now. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how it went. That's good. Um yeah, for my catch up, um I saw the uh the the um the Hungry Games Mockingbird uh part two. And uh, that was that was fun. Jennifer Lawrence shot some stuff with a bow and arrow. She uh, did you read the books? I read the first two books. I didn't make it through the third one. Okay, well then I won't ask you about the differences in the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can kind of tell where the differences were. Um, I could also tell where Philip Seymour Hoffman's face was photoshopped. Who? Oh, they had to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was only for a couple of scenes, but there were definitely parts that I could tell he was probably involved in in the book that they weren't able to shoot for the movie. Um, so there's this one scene where Woody Harrelson like reads a note from Philip Seymour Hoffman, and so I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's how it's supposed to be. Um, like he he comes into Katniss and starts reading a note to her from him, and she's like, oh, he can't come here for this reason or that reason. So it was a little weird. Yeah, I don't remember that ever happening. I doubt it happened in the book because it seemed really odd. 
Um, Although it has been like two years since I read it, but I really yeah. don't remember that happening. Yeah, it could be. I So my biggest thing with the, with those movies is like, I wish that the director and the writing of the movies themselves, or even really the the books themselves, I mean, not, okay, I won't. I won't get overly pretentious about it, but I wish I wish that the the quality of the actual story in the movie was up to par with the quality of the actors involved, because like that cast is pretty freaking good, mm-hmm. and like the 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 set design and the special effects are all really good. Not a fan of the costumes at all. Um, like like especially their the whatever the stormtroopers are the peacekeepers. Mm-hmm. What the hell are those dudes wearing? Like they're wearing like these like skin tight khakis and like undersized safety vests and like like what yeah (laughs) aren't they supposed to be like military people like (laughs) they're carrying automatic rifles but then wearing skin tight khakis just hey that's how they do it and pan him i guess but yeah i mean it was it was cool and there was there was i liked the uh the interesting ending twist with uh with president snow and president coin and that whole okay good (laughs) <laughs> that yeah that that stuff was actually really cool i thought that was did, one of the did somebody die somebody died you know you don't have to spoil everything i'm not i'm just saying I'm there's just a twist saying, I'm, just I'm, I'm, I'm not spoiling i'm just wondering if Although a I did read the books. particular yeah, so person died in it i'm yeah. looking out for the podcast people uh somebody just asked if somebody died somebody Some, always dies somebody's died um okay yeah but yeah no there it was it was an interesting twist and uh I actually did find myself liking Donald Sutherland as the villain. And not that I'm saying it's surprising that I would like Donald Sutherland. I just think that over the rest of the movies, it's been a very like, oh, yeah, he's the bad guy. Cool. I like him. I, I like him, yeah. It's just yeah. the actual character that's written for him. I just have never found great. But that was probably the strong point of this movie was was that whole stuff. But it was it was an enjoyable movie. And, and uh, yeah, you know. I just wish it was done a little better. Eh, eh, eh. I'll see it eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in no rush to see it. I know. I wasn't either, but then I was like, ah, I need to see a movie. And Creed had, like, I I was like 15 minutes late for Creed, so I was like, Uh, okay, I guess Creed, I I really want to see. Yeah, I do too. Love me that Michael B. Jordan. We saw Mm. uh, Trumbo. Oh, yeah? How is it? It was good. Is it so? So remind me the because it's based on something that happened around the JFK time, whatever, right? Yeah, it's like Dalton Trumbo's a screenwriter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, he gets okay. Blacklisted for his communist ideology. Yep, yep. Okay, I do remember this. I knew like I sort of vaguely knew the story, but I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, it's an interesting story. Uh, the movie wasn't spectacular, mm-hmm. but you know it's Brian Cranston. He's just awesome. Oh yeah, so it's definitely worth watching. I love me some Kranz. Just for an interesting sort of slice into the old, the old, the olden days. (laughs) 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 Getting through that statement was was, (laughs) was a rough rough. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, that was fun. Um, Rewatched, rewatched the, uh, the original trilogy from Star Wars. And I also rewatched Revenge of the Sith. Oh, I rewatched the original trilogy too. But I watched it at work. Oh, nice. Unaltered or altered? Uh, he only had the altered, ah. unfortunately. And my boss is like, hey, I have a surprise for you. And I'm like, is it food? <laughs> He's like, no. I'm like, is it money? He's like, no. Like, and then I peek it. over and he was holding it. And I'm like, oh, great. I wanted to watch Star Wars. That's awesome. 
I like I, I I really like going back and watching those, especially like as like watching the first Star Wars and even in the unaltered ones, like how good the special effects were for 1977 is kind of crazy. Like, well, that's why Star Wars has is what it is. Oh, yeah. totally. No, yeah, and I. I don't know, it's just like it's 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 kind of nuts because you can hold it up to movies created in the early 2000s and still be like, wow, the special effects are better in Star Wars, yeah. you know. Although watching the altered <clears throat> versions, I'm just, what the fuck was George Lucas thinking? Especially why? Like, why did he add this? Like those stupid shots where like the animals are just like slowly walking in front of the camera where you can't see, like, Luke and Ben or anything like that. This, yeah. This giant bantha walking in the... Like, why? I, I hate the song that he added in the cantina. Did he add a song in the cantina? Yeah. No. No, not in the cantina. He did in Jabba's Palace. Yeah, that, that's oh, what it oh, was. Okay. Yeah, it's with Slave Leia. Yeah, they added the stupid song. Jedi Rocks. Oh, God. It's... That's what it's called. So bad. I can't think of the song. I... Oh, Tiawa! No, no, no. Oh, Tiawa! Oh, shit! I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's when that random weird animal, like, or alien comes in and he's like that that fat, odd looking alien and he's like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's super dumb. Oh, yeah. So bad. Wow. It was making me physically angry watching uh, it. Yeah, it was it so is hard bad. to watch. I'm really glad I haven't seen the altered ones for a while because, like, that would aggravate me. No, oh, it irritated me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Blu-ray release of the Unaltered. I know, me yes. too. They re-released the, the full saga. Like, Disney just barely re-released the full saga. Um, and I'm curious about whether they just kept all the altered ones in the new re-release or not. Did they? They, have, they have yet to release. Uh, <sighs> yep. The best, you so can do is the, the best you can do is the LaserDisc. LaserDisc. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have it. Let's go get our LaserDiscs. <laughs> I have them uh, downloaded from places, but yeah, it's it's. I I we should get a laserdisc player. Well, like, in all honesty, I have the laserdisc copies. Do you really? They're not on a laserdisc, but oh. they are the laserdisc well, yeah. copies. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm assuming that's where mine came from too, but could be. We should get a laserdisc player just for the fun of it. Good luck finding them. Just to them. say we have one. <laughs> yeah, they're dude, they're super valuable because it's the best quality Star Wars you can get. Oh yeah. When I, I, when I, like the first James Bond movies I saw were uh, on Laserdisc. Like Diamonds Are Forever. Um, I don't think I've ever actually watched a Laserdisc. Really? It's, it's surprisingly good, man. Like, I mean, I guess it shouldn't be surprising because. Yeah, it's not too surprising. <laughs> but yeah. It's like as, as a kid my, you know, my age, when I see somebody pop in this giant yeah. record to watch a movie, I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be interesting. And then I watch it, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, oh, that's blows, really cool. blows my millennial mind. But yeah, no, that's that's pretty much my catch up is just original Star Wars trilogy plus Revenge of the Sith. Okay, by the way, say what you will about Revenge of the Sith, man. Good freaking movie. Mm. I like it. I think I only saw it once and I saw it in the theater when it came out. Yeah, I think I've seen it twice. I like Revenge of the Sith. I really do. The I mean, not only like obviously just the action scenes, the lightsaber fights, especially the one with with uh Kenobi and Anakin was fantastic like the the last 20 minutes of that movie i really enjoyed um but also like there's there's a lot of subtle things that lucas did with his directing that was actually good like a lot of little like the last moment that anakin and kenobi talk to each other before you know before they face each other um is not only is obi-wan standing in like the sunlight you know and, and when he's talking to him as he's stepping into this transport to go off on this adventure 
Anakin standing, you know, back in the shade or whatever. So there's there's just the juxtaposition in visuals. It's also the first time Anakin ever calls him Obi-Wan. He's said master throughout the entire prequel trilogy, that entire time. And then the last moment that they speak as friends, he calls him Obi-Wan. And then the next time they see each other, they're they're trying to kill each other. Like oh, George Lucas is such a genius. I'm not saying he's a genius. It's just like there's there's little <laughs> things like that that are really enjoyable. And and that movie itself I thought had had a lot of like Obviously really good he emotion does have it. some great ideas yeah obviously i think like and and uh, like in all seriousness i think george lucas is a genius regardless of the fact that yeah he's created things that were less than master strokes but but he's also created some freaking master strokes like Mm -hmm. did you guys ever see red tails no i think george lucas's genius lies in i don't know what that is lies in figuring out how to take other stories and turn them into star wars and then how to market star wars well, yeah, I mean, but every story is a rehash of another story, and, and in all reality, like, most successful franchises follow the same hero's journey arc. No, I'm, I'm not, that wasn't me being sarcastic. I think that's where George Lucas's genius lies. He, yeah. he, he put together old movies in a great way and came up with Star Wars. Well, and he could build an entire universe, I mean. Yeah, he built this, this whole head. big universe. It was really cool. And he was a genius marketer. Well, and then he also, I mean, he also wrote Indiana Jones. Which is, I think, also a pretty the best thing ever. Solid thing, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, and and, and but Howard yeah, Howard the Duck. I think he well, okay, yeah, he wrote Howard the Duck, but I mean, just throwing that out there. <laughs> I, I I question how much of George Lucas's actual screenplay was in that movie because it was someone else directing, and he he basically after he wrote the script was like, all right, see it. Yeah, but. Red Tails was a movie he made in like 2008 or 9 about the Tuskegee Airmen. Yep. I think we should watch that at some point. It's a good movie. Action. Yeah, like it's it's especially the the It's got that guy I can't stand though. Terrence Howard or Cuba Gooding? Cuba Gooding. Yeah. I know. Oh, okay, I know which movie you're talking about. Yeah. Now. Okay. But it was really well shot and like in I mean, I thought the writing on it was really good, but like all of the the dog fighting sequences and all that stuff, it kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of what an exciting prequels would have been from him. But you know, I don't know. Anyway, that's 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 my that's my catch up for the week. What about you, Matthew? Um, I'm still reading Swamp Thing. What are you at? It never ends. What's what's been going on in the world of Swamp Thing lately? Uh, Swamp Thing turned Gotham into a a lush forest. Into a lush forest. It covered the entire city of Gotham in foliage and. I'm sure Poison Ivy was happy with that. Plant life. Did Poison Ivy show up in that issue? No. That's stupid. That's such a missed That's opportunity. So dumb. Yeah, Ellen Moore, you idiot. Why wouldn't she? How old is Poison Ivy? How old is the character? Pretty old. I mean, when when was that Swamp Thing written? I don't know, like 85 or 86. I'm pretty sure Swamp or uh, Poison Ivy was around at that point. Because he maybe, definitely you know. it definitely like pans through Arkham and Two Face and the Joker are there, but really, there's no Poison Ivy. Anyway, I'll, I'll look that up. But uh, so what what was Batman's response to that whole? Foliage. Well, he tried to go get him to stop, and then Swamp Thing just kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> it's awesome. What's the What's the resolution then? If like after after Swamp Thing kicks the shit out of him, what does he? Oh, Batman he totally him? gives up. Batman convinces everyone to give Swamp Thing what he wants. Oh yeah, Poison Ivy was created in 1966. So, Alan Moore, you're an idiot. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sorry. So Batman Batman gives Swamp Thing what he wants, and then does Swamp Thing just leave or what? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's 
I, I mean, I guess whatever. <laughs> yeah. You should read it. I mean, there's. I'm not. I'm definitely leaving a bunch out because I don't want to spoil everything. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I want to read it. I guess so. No, it's Batman does it for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. He's a he's a hero through and through. He is. That's cool. What else? What else you got, man? Um. Uh, still slogging through Battlefront. It's getting too redundant. Yep. I it's agree. Such a bummer. I, I just hope that like they realize their mistake and go, okay, first two expansion packs are free. Yeah, they, well, they can't anymore because they've already sold some however many season passes. They've totally screwed themselves. Yeah. God. Unless they wanted to like refund people. Or what they should do is have their season pass plans remain and release a bunch of extra content for everybody. I think that'd be a good idea. Like, yeah, battle, like Battlefront is a really well done game. It's just it's so incomplete. Well, Battle of Jakku is free for everybody. Yeah. So that sort of actually is part of the game. They just weren't done yet. Yeah. I'm really glad that I bought my uh, special edition for the yeah, expansion. You get, yeah, you get it a whole week early. Stupid. It's freaking stupid. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, what are you going to do a week early on an online game? You know, like... Play it? Well, yeah, but if you're trying to play online and nobody else has it for another week... Like, not nobody else, but... Most people don't have it for another week. I would imagine it's hard to find full, you know, full matches or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So that first week's probably going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I do like Battlefront, though, but it's like, yeah, I haven't played it in quite a few days because... I'm not spending my money on it. I pick it up every once in a while. Yeah. I think think it'll end up just being, I mean, kind of like the original Battlefronts where it's a fun one to play with friends. Although, man, Battlefront 2 was way more expansive. There were like 50 levels on Battlefront 2. Yeah. No, I mean, once the entire game's actually released, then I think that'll be true. But as yeah. of where it stands right now, it's just not. I'm tempted to buy, like, an original Xbox and rebuy Battlefront and Battlefront 2 so I can play them. Yeah, they're actually, I just saw that they're going to give PS4 a PS2 emulator so you could just buy the PS2 disc and play Yeah. It. I know. That's freaking, that's dope. Yeah. That's 95% of why I would want a PS2 emulator, just to play Battlefront Because I, <laughs> I own Battlefront 2. I just don't have a PS2 to play it on. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I know. I I almost bought a, a PS4 on Black Friday, but I didn't. I had my old PS3 was the backwards compatible one. Yeah, so was mine. But mm. it died. Yep, mine too. The power supply on mine melted. Yep. Is that what happened to yours too? I had something happen to it. Oh, okay. I was about. I felt like we had a kinship there for a second. We but. may have. I just. I Will they? <laughs> mine just. They? Mine just stopped working. So I didn't really bother to try to figure out what it was. Ah, gotcha. Um, yeah. Did you guys do any Black Friday shopping? I did. Yeah. What'd you get? I see. Okay. So Go for it. where I'm from, <laughs> obviously oh, nobody yeah. lives there. So your so Walmart was great, huh? I go to the Walmart that's about 30 miles from my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And kind of from my sister's house. Nobody lives next to each other. It's just not possible. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's... But the so Walmart there is the smallest Walmart I have ever seen in my entire life. Really? But everybody goes there Thanksgiving night, and then they come up here for shopping on Black Friday. So there's nobody there at that Walmart on Black Friday. So when I go there, it's just like a normal day at Walmart. Yeah. My sister's like, oh my God, there's so many people here. And I'm like, no, this is totally normal. Yeah, this you're is just regular Walmart. You're just freaking out for no reason. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just always go get their Blu-rays. I, I do miss that about living in a rural area. Yeah, when so I was, that's great. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's our other tradition. The Blu-rays are awesome. I didn't get any movies this year, but last year I went home with a lot of movies. I had a whole stack. I got some Doctor Who. I got the first season of Batman 66 Ooh. for 10 bucks. Fucking hey. Yeah, right? God, I'm a little jealous. I got Chappie and Ex Machina. Oh, Chippy. Chappie. That was me in my <laughs> South African accent. Chappie's yeah, nice book. try. You got Chippy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got a whole pile, so... Really? Yeah. Like... That's awesome. Yeah, last year... <laughs> let's see. I think last year I got uh, all the Lord of the Rings, Matrix, Harry Potter. Um, not Star Wars. I wish Star Wars, but... Um, and some other stuff. I can't oh, remember. Oh, I got um, the three-pack of Blade. Yeah! Oh, I almost uh-huh. bought that. On Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went to Walmart, and I, like, I was like looking at movies and stuff. But I didn't. I never found enough to justify waiting in the freaking lines to ring it out. That's the other thing. There's no lines oh, down yeah. there, so F&A. it's really just like the best place to go for yeah. Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I always just clean up, yeah. and I I usually get like an action figure. They always have some superhero. Mm-hmm. I, I got Batman one year. Oh, I didn't Superman. Look at the toys. Um. Last year I got a Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and then I wanted a Captain America, uh-huh. but I actually couldn't find him Aww. down there this time, so I was pretty That's upset. Sad. So That's I didn't really get sad. my usual toy. Oh, but I my sister did buy me Darth Vader onesie pajamas. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> They're amazing. That's freaking awesome. And I'm going to wear them all the time. I doubt I doubt they make onesie pajamas in my size, but I I would love one. I should get I should seek it, it out. It has a hood and everything. That's awesome. In the pack. Does it have like the face mask on the hood, or is it just a hood? No, it's just the hood. Oh, that'd be amazing, like a zip up face no, mask. That would have been cool. <laughs> it's, it's still pretty awesome. That is I'm cool. Like oh, I have to have this, and she just kind of rolled her eyes and like, all right, this is your <laughs> Christmas present. <laughs> That's awesome. So speaking of Captain America, you guys saw the preview for Civil War, right? Yes. I did. What'd you think of it? I'm pretty excited. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think it looks I, awesome. I watched it a few times because I was that excited. I I wasn't sure if the Russo brothers had just... I mean, you know, because like when they directed Winter Soldier, it was coming straight out of sitcoms and stuff like that. And so you're like, oh, maybe they just got really lucky with Winter Soldier. Yeah. And then yeah. you see the preview for Civil War and you're like... Because <gasps> I, I was kind of... So I've always wondered how they were going to go about it yeah and i didn't know if i'd be okay with how they did it but i think i'll be perfectly fine with how they did it yeah i like the thunderbolt ross is back and and, yeah. and black panther did you see black yes! Panther? oh and they they the rooster brothers like explained what his costume is like made of yeah and stuff, so. i read that yeah. yeah so cool what's his costume made of it's vibranium it's woven vibranium and so in post they still haven't added it but in post his costume is gonna have a little bit of sort of like a shine or reflection to it so you can tell it's you know metallic oh that's cool but yeah i and then just the like i'm i'm almost positive bucky found out that or i mean tony found out that bucky killed his dad and yeah. that's one reason why for the manhunt for bucky and then just like like that that whole the little exchange with freaking Cap and Tony like the, the yeah. he's my friend he's like so was I and yeah that was like oh, heartbreaking seriously and then just the the like you can tell the choreography in this movie is going to be just as good as Winter Soldier because you see that when oh, when yeah. Cap and Winter Soldier are wailing on Tony yeah and they're like throwing the shield yeah. around oh it was great holy crap I yeah I I'm excited because in the comic I sided with Cap. Mm-hmm. 
And I still feel like I'm going to side with Cap in the movie. Did anyone side with Iron Man in the comics, though? In the comics, I feel like Iron Man was pretty much just a dick. Although, like, there were certain there were certain parts of it that I was like, I see what he's going for, but he's, yeah. he's going about it the wrong way. Because it's like, I mean, you know, he hired the Thunderbolts and, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, did a lot of fucked up shit and, I, and cloned I, Thor. I just like that it's still sticking yeah. to that. I do, too. Well, and it, it's, I think it's even more interesting in the movie because the fact that they've had this arc of Captain America starting as, as a company man, you know, like, working for the government, being basically a yes man, and slowly plunging into this area where he doesn't want to take orders from anyone anymore, and Tony doing the exact opposite, starting out as, as basically, a, you know, a loose cannon, and over the course of, you know, whatever, five movies he's been in now, he's been slowly kind of coming up to that surface, and so now yeah. they're they're, you know, coming to blows... And both of them are on the exact opposite side that they started on, you know? Like, I think that's a really cool fact that they've actually managed to create long-form character development in franchise movies. Like, that's really cool. And and I think that's one of the reasons the MCU has worked in all these movies, you know? It's because their characters do keep changing. Mm-hmm. But still kind of staying true in a weird way. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited. I am too. And, like, it makes me more excited for Infinity War, too, since they're, since they're the same writing and directing team on Infinity War. Yes. So I'm like... Yeah, that's that's the big thing I take away from it too is that uh, they're capable. That we're not going to get Ultron again. We're going to get something way better. Yes. Yeah. For I, sure. I'm way more confident in the four person creative team rather than the one person creative team. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So good. And like, and that's the thing too is I I've always wanted to read the scripts for um for Winter Soldier and for the first Cap because it's it's been Marcus and McFeely writing all the Cap movies. Um, they just switched directors after the first Cap movie. Um, and so I've always been curious how much of those movies comes from the script and how much of it comes from the Russo brothers and stuff. Because it's always, yeah. you know, it's always like, I wonder how good this movie was before it got made. Yeah. And then whether it was made better or worse, you know. Sure. But Marvel still hasn't released, like, any of the scripts for their movies, which oh, pisses me off. That's disappointing. The only the only script that's been released was the first Avengers which was a really good script. Um, but yeah, I, I've wanted to read... Because when you hear the Russo brothers talk about uh, Winter Soldier, like when they do the director's commentary and stuff, there's a whole lot of stuff that they added themselves. And so it's like it's like you kind of... You know, you're, you're always just kind of curious like how certain things in the movie came about. At least I am. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I just hope Marvel releases those scripts soon so I can read them. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, anyway, uh, do you guys... So... I don't know. We we can or or whatever you guys want, but I was kind of wanting to to do a little mini discussion before the review today. But uh, I'll, I'll let you guys determine whether we do that or save it for another time. Yeah, hit it, hit it. Yeah. So I was okay last night. I was kind of talking about. Um, it was a weird. It was a god discussion that kind of like brought this into my head. Roundabout, it was like the mixture of the fact that I've been talking about God with somebody and then thinking a little bit about Blade Runner. And so, like, my, my, the thing that I started wondering was about, like, if, you know, at some point in the future, if we, or science, whatever, creates robots, you know, man, man makes androids that are basically identical to humans, you know, in a weird ex machina type situation where there are androids among us who look, behave, sound exactly like us, you know, they're basically capable of sentient thought. Mm-hmm. Does that then give them, like, do you, in, in your, you know, and this is, this is the part that I, you know, want kind of your feedback on like in your mind does that does that mean that they should then be entitled to the same rights as humans or should they be you know treated like computers or what what's what would be your thought on that in this alternate what is their role 
I think it could be whatever you I mean, they might it could be I'm sure that they would start as as basically, you know, slaves for humans just like robots kind of always are. It's just like, oh yeah, they're they're serving the purpose of making our lives more convenient. But once it sort of crosses that threshold into kind of sentient thought, then I'm sure that that would, you know, I'm sure that the robots would kind of start wanting to to change their role, don't you think? Yeah. And I so then see that does that entitle them? I mean, do you think, do you think that that entitles them to human rights or, or do you think, no, that's like, that's mm. my biggest question is <laughs> cause like my thought on it is, you know, obviously they were created by man, right. You know? And so then there's, there's that separation in a lot of people's mind, but if we are capable of creating like without, you know, not biologically, but artificially creating life that is capable of thought and capable of making its own decisions, is that not then just the next step of human evolution? And so then does that not make well, them... Well, they're capable of thought. Are they, like, do they feel, like, pain or anything physical? And that's the part that, that there's probably no way to to tell. I mean, I'm sure as far as we could tell, maybe, yeah. If they're... Because uh, as far as outward appearance, you know, from what we can tell from these robots, they're indistinguishable from humans. And so we don't know whether or not internally they actually do feel pain or whether they maybe react to things because they know they're supposed to feel pain or or what which would i guess make them sociopaths almost well, right this is the ex machina yeah and and that's yeah. why we have it's, the test from blade Runner. exactly it's it's the ex machina thing but that's and, and i'm not so much wondering like what do we do about the robots but i'm wondering should they then be treated like people in terms of legally you know if you kill a robot if you chop a robot's heads off is that murder i i don't see it as being on the same level i would think they would have their own laws you think? Yeah. That's I I still I think it would be segregated. That's the part that I juggle is cuz like I can see both sides of it. Like yeah, they're man-made, but then it's like I mean, because they're not human. He, they're not, but at the same time, they're capable of all of the things that humans are, you know, and and there are other species on earth that aren't that aren't human obviously, but that that have, you know, they don't have human rights, but they've they've sort of started to gain, you know, like we were talking about whatever 5 episodes ago with with apes. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, they have uh, hominid-type rights. Yeah. And so, I mean, because the, the, weird, the weird part about it is, yeah, they were, they were created by human hands, you know, and, and they weren't born or whatever, but well, at the same time... In this fictitious universe, are, did they have the ability to self-replicate? I don't know. Because I think that would sort of, in some way, dictate whether or not they had rights, if they could... Well, I mean, I'm sure they could self-replicate in terms of, like, making another android with their own hands yeah so then if that does then doesn't that and give them the status of a species that's kind of that's that's my thing it's like yeah like their their reproduction would be different than ours sure. they're still reproducing right you know and we produce them if we're just programming them but the programming is so good that they're indistinguishable indistinguishable from people i think that's a different than if they're they have the ability to basically be their own sentient race yeah well, that's the thing is like if, if, if we can program them that detailed that they're indistinguishable from humans, then, I mean, they could essentially just start procreating. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's, it's weird because like I can't decide how I feel like it should be. I, I still think that they should have rights at that point, but mm. I don't think it would be on the same level as human rights. What if, and, the, and this is more just, you know, random things, but what, like, what if, somebody made an, an insane like a, a significant scientific discovery like let's say one of these androids makes the discovery of of either a new planet or some some way to preserve human life 
um, beyond you know, either beyond Earth or to repair you know environmental damage that we've done to Earth or something like that. One of these androids basically makes a discovery that ensures the survival of the human race. Would that would that change anything in your mind, or would that keep it? No, that would change it. You think it would? Yeah. For me personally, yeah. that totally changed it. So it's I, there, there's so. But many I'm also worried because ex machina. I, know. I totally would have been that guy that would have done anything to save that robot. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and that's and, and that's not a good idea. It's not like, and that's, and it's like, you, there's no way of knowing. Like, do these robots plan to, you know, uprise and, and kill off the humans or anything like that? Because, and that's the other thing too is, if we give them equal rights, then what would they have to, you know, rebel against or rise up against? If they have equal rights, if they're considered the same way that we are, then what motive would they ever have to eliminate us? Other than the fact that, you know, maybe we need food or whatever. But then again, maybe <laughs> these robots. That's the thing is, maybe these robots are so. Well, have know, you read, well designed is that they they eat food as their power source. Maybe. Have you read uh, Robo Apocalypse? I haven't. Okay, read that and let's and then we'll come back to this discussion because it's goes into all this and really? it's and it's very intriguing. It would be super cool. Like robots actually eat food and the nutrients in food are, is sort of their power source, and then they could like holy like yeah, and then they just dispose of the waste that doesn't power them, and like it's just the same as humans. That'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> That'd be so crazy, guys. I just I don't know. I was I was like up last night thinking about this. So it's like shit. Like as one does, as one does. Oh yeah, makes sense. So I don't know. That's just my whole thing. Is I just, are the human? You know, are they are the humans at the point that we can create them and they have their own thoughts and they can create themselves? Because sure, they weren't created sexual. They're not. They're not humans. I guess they're not. Yeah, not humans, but people is I guess what people. Yeah, and because it's, it's they were created. They were man made, but so are we. Just man made in a different way. Whoa, man. Whoa, That's man. That's an interesting way to look at it. That's because that was my thought is like is because it really is just the next step of evolution. It's something that that create, you know, is is, we are the predecessors of the next stage. And that would sort of be just the next stage from Neanderthal human and then Android, I guess. Sure. And and then Skynet will happen. Then Skynet will happen. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Because like in in, as is want to do. Yeah. Just Skynet's want to happen. (laughs) But yeah, like, I don't know. It, it makes it in, like more terrifying and less terrifying in my head at the same time. A robot I, apocalypse. To me, I see that as a really scary thing because I wouldn't be able to destroy them because yeah. I would probably see them as people. As people, yeah, exactly. And it's like, and it's not like we know if they're faking emotion or not. Exactly. That's why I asked. I'm you like, know? do we know if yeah. they can actually feel? Because maybe, because maybe in their head they actually do feel pain. And it's not just a response that they're they're you know that they they feel compelled to do, but that they're actually genetically designed to feel that pain, which is really the same way as us. We are genetically designed to feel pain and to feel emotion and stuff. So if they are designed that way, and they're not sitting there consciously realizing, oh yeah, I need to react this way. But if it's just their programming, then that's really no different than how we react to things. Because it's just how we're programmed. I don't know. Anyway. Basically, you're saying we're robots. Well, I'm not (laughs) saying that we are robots, but I'm saying that robots could be looked at as basically the same way as as we are, as just a part of the ecosystem and evolution thing where... Because, I mean, they're created from all the crap that we have here on Earth in some way or another using other crap that was made here on Earth. And they're just another species that came along a lot, you know, later than we did, or or not much later, depending on how grand of a scale you're looking on things. But yeah, you know, 
it's no different than when we arrived on Earth and the dinosaurs were like, hey, what the fuck are these things? Eh, timing's a little off on that well, one. Well, the timing's off. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, just in general, you know, I mean, it's it's just a new species on Earth that was created in a different way. And, and I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Those, that's the shit that bothers me because I can't find an actual answer in my head of whether or not I would think of them as people or whether or not, you know, like if I would think of it as a crime to kill one of them. Other than, you know, like if it would be the difference between destruction of property and murder, basically. I think it just goes to... We should watch Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that either, actually. Oh, you should. Yeah, I that's, love that's what I was watching. Yeah. At I some point, I think Battlestar. I should. I heard the Battlestar was like a lot of it based on the Mormon church. Is that true? Um, the I, I've dude heard that, too. that wrote it mm-hmm. is Mormon. Because I, I remember, like, isn't there some sort of weird, like, council of, like, 12 people and, like, there's a lot of the same structure as the Mormon Church has? There's 12 models of Cylons. Okay. Which are the robots. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, isn't, there's that chick in the red dress and she's a Cylon, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, like, the, literally the only thing I know about Battlestar Galactica she, other they, than they hearing her that. They Caprica stuff. 6. That's a hard name to say. <laughs> they really should have come up with a better name for that. But just specifically her. Okay. Because there are other models of her. Okay. Which she is just six, but her, she's Caprica six. Oh, Caprica six. Okay. Okay. At first I thought it was like a 20 syllable just name and I was like, oh, that's dumb. No, because like they're from Caprica. It's a planet that the Cylons destroy. And okay. that's why they all get on board the battle stars and okay. go into orbit. Oh, so there's a, uh, that makes sense why they would call it Battlestar if there are battle stars yeah there's other ships that are battle stars Uh, well (laughs) look at that it all makes sense they actually (laughs) created something that was cohesive it's one of my favorite shows i Hmm. i loved it i'm sure i'm sure it would probably be right down my wheelhouse yeah it it is it is yeah 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 i'll have to watch it it's really good i'll i'll watch it soon it's better than I'm gonna stop talking. Try it. Try it. No. Nope. Do it. Say it, Matt. No, Say it. I'm already. Say it. I'm already hated. It, Better Matt. than what, Matt? Better than what? Everybody already hates me. <laughs> I'm keep we know what you're up. gonna say. What was I gonna say? Prequels. Arrow. Arrow. Oh shit. Fuck. Oh no. That's just a given. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? Doesn't matter. What were you gonna say, Matt? Well, now we don't know, Matt. Doctor Who. So I did a. Oh, bla- that I did we're a, in a Doctor Who. It was Who probably shirt Doctor Who. Here. It was probably Doctor Who. Huh? I uh, I did a Black Friday. <laughs> I bought something on Black Friday. What'd you buy? And I and I don't. I'm like Mr. Boycott Black Friday. Really? What'd you buy on Black Friday, Matt? I bought Godzilla video game Gojira. off the PlayStation Network for ten dollars. I heard PlayStation and Xbox had like crazy sales on their they online still markets. Are. Tomorrow's mm. the last day. Oh yeah, because Cyber Monday. Yep. It's dumbest name for a day. And they really I have. I mean, it's, it yeah. is everything is pretty pretty deeply cut. Yeah. You can get some pretty great games for cheap. I should I should take a look at that. You should all do that on the podcast. Oh wait, it happened. Oh, uh, two days ago. Uh, you guys already missed it. <laughs> Suck it, podcast listeners. Um, uh, but they did have. The, I mean, Assassin's Creed's half off. Oh, copper. Oh, fun. <laughs> oh, the dogs. The dogs just <laughs> using Rachel as a stepping stone. Trying to molest me. <laughs> trying to claim me. Um. Well, guys. But oh, go ahead. Yeah, Godzilla. The game Godzilla. Is it fun? No. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> It's like not. It's not a great game. I just love how matter of fact and quickly you just had that answer. Like it's not super fun, but it, it's one of those games where you it, like you want it to be the best game of all time, and it's not because you can play almost every single Godzilla character. Oh, that's fun! Which is super cool. 
Uh, and you do big one-on-one fights, and the whole city is destructible. And that sounds cool. Yeah, right. That's kind of like. Uh, did you ever play Hulk Ultimate Destruction? Yeah, that was fun. Oh, that game was. I loved that game. Yeah, just the free roam and the ability to just tear everything apart and use police cars as boxing gloves. Yeah, and I played that game a lot. Street lamps as that baseball had, bats. I liked that game because it had fun movement in it. Like you could run up and down the. You could run up and down the buildings and stuff. Yeah, yeah that was, cool. it was way fun. Especially for the fact that it was, you know, like an original Xbox game. So, like, the fact that they could do a lot of that stuff was cool. Or PlayStation, whatever. Yeah, I mean, either one, I guess. But, anyway, uh, should we uh, should we talk about some extraordinary leagues of, of normal gentlemen? These are extraordinary gentlemen. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's move on to the review. Yeah, reviewing some stuff. We gonna review movies and... The review music sounds a lot like the therapy music. A lot like it, but it's just the same genre. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was gonna do Star Wars background noise this week's episode, but I forgot, so I didn't. Um, but yeah, we uh, we got a movie review this week, guys. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. G- g- yes. Starring... <laughs> Sean Connery and uh, adapted from the Alan Moore graphic novel and actually credited from being adapted from an Alan Moore graphic novel. The last movie to be credited with the Alan Moore's the name. The first and only. Was it the? F- it wasn't the first. Yeah, this is before, before from hell. from hell. Yeah. Was it oh, before? was this before? Mm-hmm, this is the yeah. first one. Are you shitting me? No. For, I thought from hell was like in like the nineties. Oh fuck! I missed that shit. Um. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, well, I pitched it, so I'll guess yeah. I'll, I'll jump on board. Jump, jump right on in. Uh, well, I pitched it because it's you know, you know, this is our bad movie review, and this one, this movie is universally considered a bad movie. Yes, and uh, it's funny because it's like for the first chunk of the movie, and I've seen it before a long time ago, mm-hmm. and I'm not rewatching it, and I'm thinking to myself, this movie's not that bad. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so glad you said that. Like, I am too, actually. I'm not... I don't hate this movie. And then about halfway through, it was like, oh, it's falling apart. Oh, it's falling <laughs> yeah. apart. Ooh, pull it together, guys. No, you made it worse. Oh, you just said it's, the stupidest thing. Oh. It's like walking onto a frozen lake, and like on the edges, it's like totally solid, and then yep. you start get to, getting to like the middle, like, oh, shit. Oh, oh fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Please run. But you have, you know, for whatever reason, you have to... Someone's chasing you, so you have to make it to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I had that same feeling of, well, this movie actually isn't that bad. Oh wait. Yeah, it goes downhill real quick. It, yeah, it really does. Once it once they once they push the gas pedal on the Jekyll and Hyde thing, then you're just like, oh. Fuck. My main issue yeah. that with the stupid was Dorian Gray. Yeah, he was bad. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> the shit that came out of his mouth just ruined it for me it was weird it's it's also interesting that literally none of those actors have had a career since that movie which is weird because like the guy that plays him yeah i thought he was good gorgeous man he's a good looking dude yeah, yeah for sure like, yeah that he, was he definitely should... a career ending movie it was yeah. weird like even sean connery hasn't had a career since that movie but he that he, he retired will, he, yeah. re- he willingly retired yeah he did but i mean at the same time maybe that movie coaxed him into retirement a little sooner than he planned so <laughs> i was i was reading in the in the trivia Sean connery was offered a role in the matrix and turned it down cuz it was too cuz he didn't get it <laughs> and then he was offered a role in another 
very popular. I think it was X Men, and he didn't get it. Ooh. Or he didn't. He didn't. He didn't get the story. So yeah, he didn't, he didn't take, understand it. Yeah. yeah. And so when he received this the script for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he also didn't get it, and he thought, "Well, he missed the boat on the last two, so he's going to oh. take this one." Oh. That poor man. <laughs> I know. Oh, I poor feel so man. bad for. It. I just want to go hug him now. Yeah. Man, did you guys? So did you guys know Sean Connery was almost in Skyfall? The James Bond. Oh movie? yeah, we talked about that last week. Oh, did we talk about that yeah. last week? Okay, never mind. Then did I we? I won't rehash it. No, I don't remember. It. Basically, he was. They were. They were going to tie in all the other James Bonds. And oh, okay. Yeah, he yeah. was going to be the the watcher over Skyfall. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I. It started good, and the special effects in this movie, for the most part, were pretty good. Man, they were yeah, okay. They, like I mean, for two thousand and three. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't think so. I thought there were moments where it was good and moments where it was not good at all. There were there were bad moments. I, I thought was, I thought Mr. Hyde looked oh, for the most part yeah. okay. Yeah. He looked a little weird, but it looked all right. He looked his face looked like Biff Tannen. Did you guys think that at all? A little bit. Uh, yeah. I was yeah. looking at him and I actually had to IMDb it to be like, is that Biff? Like I I went on IMDb just to make sure that like they didn't have Biff as basically the Hulk or you know as as Hyde. Uh-huh. And and they didn't, so it was still the same guy. But his face looked really Biff-like. Uh, the Invisible Man looked pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, he they did a good really job cool. with that. And I'm surprised that he didn't have a career after that movie, man. I, I really thought that he was a yeah. good. A Sorry, good and Invisible Man. Yeah. Well, as fuck it, as all the characters are public domain except for the Invisible Man, so they never refer to him in the film as the Invisible Man. They refer to him as an, an Invisible, Invisible Man. man. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that that was an interesting part of it, you know, like and and ju- just the fact that like Alan Moore's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take these these historical characters from from random things and put them together in some sort of weird amalgamation. I don't know, like I, I'm sure the graphic novel is really interesting and I want to read it, but uh, yeah, I haven't read it. I want to read it now mm-hmm. because of the movie. I do too, actually. It's because I wonder if it is better. Like, and oh, it, how is I mean, it, it better? It, I mean, it, it's universally considered to be a great comic. Yeah, it's it's received highly high reviews, and so I, yeah, I am curious to read it and see what's different and and yeah. all that stuff. I know they added Tom Sawyer to the film. Oh, really? That's oh, a that, weird decision to make because they wanted team. an American Why? On the team Fuck. because it was an American movie. Americans can't relate to people from other countries, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Well, I mean, in a in a weird way, it is a little true. Um, you know, a lot That's... like the the mass American. Yeah. That's you know, still stupid, going. and I hated his character. It well, it's not like every James Bond movie had a you know <laughs> a an American person to go with Sean Connery. I mean, some of them did, but sure. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, I think the, the the biggest downhill moment for me was when there was the other guy who turned into a Mister Hyde. Yeah. yeah, with some of the worst CG of all time. That yeah. looked bad. I mean, remarkably bad. Yeah, that would that was a part that was bad. I. There were two scenes that the CG did stick out to me as just bad. There was that, and then, and this part wasn't CG, but you know when they're on the deck of the boat mm-hmm. and looking out over the background? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just used a, a background tarp, like you would use in a sitcom to show houses outside of somebody's window. They used one of those for yeah. the deck, and so yeah. it's literally just a still image of a sea. Yeah. <laughs> Clouds not moving, no tide, like you can see waves, like ripples in a still image, and they just sit there. And you're like, what the? fuck is this especially because like on the very next shot it's like the submarine underwater and projecting yeah. you know like, why not use a green screen 
and just throw some of that shit on there. Like, fuck, idiots. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I did like the, the, the boat and the car, though. Like, uh, mm. uh, uh, Captain Nemo's boat and car. Although I thought the boat did look really top heavy. Uh, yeah. But, like, like, I was trying to fathom how on earth that boat was staying upright. Fathom. Yeah. Boat joke. Oh, that was dumb. (laughs) 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 Okay, did you guys understand, like, I I think it was because I was only half paying attention by this point, but when the invisible dude shows up in in, uh, um, Sean Connery's room, what was he doing? In there, when Sean Connery like turns off the light and shoves him out or whatever. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to that. I either. don't know. Was he trying to diddle him? Because that's what it felt like. I it, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I mean, there was a lot of moments in the movie where I was. I, I feel bad too because I was also like really trying to pay attention and just could not focus because yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I was like I was doing like, oh, laundry I'm, and stuff. Uh, well, I thought to myself, I think I missed something. I should probably rewind. Eh, I'm not going to rewind. That's how I was too, actually. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. I'm like, why is he yelling at him and kicking him out? Well, I don't care. Yeah. I, like, I, I really think that like in my head, what happened in that scene was that the invisible dude came into his room and like wanted to have a sexual encounter with him. That's how it read in my head, but I don't know. I, I didn't see enough of it to even... <laughs> make a guess but i will say though that yeah the first half of this movie did have me actually really interested yep yeah it's, no it, it was actually pretty cool but it just evolved I, I and again i don't know if i just wasn't paying attention but the guy in the mask in the beginning oh the phantom the phantom he's all burned yeah but the dude at the end is that a different guy he no it's the same guy but he takes the the he like when he takes his mask off he also takes off like this the burned skin thing Oh, okay. So his skin wasn't really burned at all. It oh. was just, yeah. That was weird that he was Moriarty. Was that, is that, I don't know if that's something from the comic or not. I'm, maybe it is. It, it probably it, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But that was, that was, that was an interesting reveal. Like, oh. It, it's cool, but at the same time, it's not. Well, he yeah. calls himself the Phantom from the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. I figured that. Yeah. Okay. Just Because then when Sean Connery looks at it, he's like, oh, very operatic. Yep. I'm like, uh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the I think the one liner that got to me the most was when they're getting on uh, Nemo's boat and the guy's like, "Call me Ishmael," and I was like, "Uh." <laughs> no, mine was the when Dorian Gray and Mina Harker are fighting, and he's like, "I thought I could nail you uh, one last time. I didn't think it'd oh, be literally." Yeah. Cool. Uh. <laughs> so dumb. Okay, I I really I was I'm surprised that I actually got like interested in the movie for the first half because the very first shot of the movie movie made me roll my eyes harder than I've ever rolled my eyes. And that is the 20th century Fox logo turning into the building shaped like the 20th century Fox logo. Like what? (laughs) Really? You couldn't just fade out and then fade in on a building. You had to just like superimpose the 20th century Fox logo into a building. Yep. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in any movie. Like why? That's so stupid. Star Wars doesn't do that. No other movie does that. X Men like they were trying why? to be different. They're trying to advertise <laughs> for five more seconds. Their yes, studio, like what the exactly. fuck? The only movie that did that was in Kung Fury when they pan up to the mountain. It's the Paramount Mountain. Yeah, I did like <laughs> I did like that in Kung Fury. Yeah, and there's a reason it would be in Kung Fury, but not in a movie that takes itself seriously. Right. That's the thing too. Is like they really were trying on this movie. They tried really hard to make a good movie. 
Yeah. And just, I just couldn't put it together, I guess. I think it was, I think they got to the point where they were like, oh, well, this ending's stupid. People aren't going to understand it. Either that or they were like, oh, this ending's stupid. And decided to change from the comic book to make something more easily relatable. I don't know. The ending was bad. I don't know. Yeah. I, fuck, yeah, I don't know. And then the, 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 oh, the first time that Hyde transforms into Jackal, I almost had a seizure watching that. There were like a million cuts over the space of like two seconds. They're just like, like the camera angle, just different, 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 so that they couldn't, so that they wouldn't have to like do the CG of him slowly turning back. They just, every shot was like a different stage of it, so they wouldn't have to blend it. Gosh, that like, that gave me freaking insomnia. (laughs) (laughs) And then you started thinking about the robots. And then I started thinking about the robots, yeah, because I couldn't sleep. And like, yeah, no, I, for whatever reason I said insomnia, I totally meant nausea. But uh, I was like, yeah, whatever I I mean, I guess both are applicable. It happens. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I wanted to throw up because it's just like motion sickness from the most amount of cuts I've seen since Taken 3. Did you, did you guys watch Taken 3? No. Uh, it was really bad. Liam Neeson's so old that they can't film action scenes with him anymore, so they just kept cutting over and over and over in every single scene where he's moving at all. Really bad. Huh. Yeah, like, there there are more cuts in Taken 3 than ever, any movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Started good. I thought the set design was good. Like, the, the car and the boat, I think, both looked badass. Yeah. And just the general scenery of it, I thought, looked really good. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. And Sean Connery played his character really well. But such a just de evolution of of yeah, because like it's you don't watch League of Extraordinary Gentlemen to see the same ending that every other comic book movie has, you know, like just a oh grand fight scene with a big hulking guy, like it's not what that's not why you go into that movie is to see a big fight scene, you know, like well they took was probably a very interesting story and just turned into standard Hollywood trash exactly and that was the annoying part because even the reveal like felt cheapened by the fact that it was just surrounded by stupidity you know like the reveal that he was Moriarty yeah it was like oh that would have been really cool in a better movie yeah you know yeah the way the whole thing like how I felt after watching it was very underwhelmed yeah. Like, so it started out okay, and then it got really bad and stupid, and then I was just, oh. Yep, exactly. Really underwhelmed. Yeah. I, I hope at some point somebody does a, a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, like, HBO show or something like that, and actually makes a good series, because I think it would, the the type of material that it is would lend itself very well to a series. But I don't know. Because that, that series itself went on for a while. It was an ongoing the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, as far as I know, at least. Mm-hmm. It had, like, four or five volumes. The comics? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think, and I mean, the same as Alan Moore Swamp Like, the thing. second, second storyline is uh, the Martians from War of the Worlds come to Earth and they fight them. Oh, that's oh cool. man, that that's sounds really cool. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I like that Alan Moore, because he's done that now, like, three or four times where he takes public domain characters and does something with them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like when people do that in general. Yeah, this it is becoming a more and more common thing I've noticed. Like, fables, fables is a big one. Yeah, yeah, it's cool stuff. Um, should we should we rate it? Yeah. Okay, go go for it, Matt. I'll let you start. Uh, how many guy? How many were there on the team? Seven, six. I don't know actually. Uh, let's see. There was there was Q. There was Invisible Man. There was Captain Nemo. There was Tom Sawyer. 
There was Mina. Mina. There was um, what's what's this? Dorian Gray. Seven. Am and I missing somebody? Doctor Jekyll. And Doctor Jekyll. Okay, so eight. Okay, so I'll give it two out of eight. Extraordinary Oof. gentlemen. Rough. Yeah, I, re- <laughs> I really did not like it at all. That's rough. I, I'll give it. I mean, I'm giving it low points because it started off okay. And then, it, oh, okay, so it's like it, it almost promised, you know, like it made you yeah. a promise and then didn't keep it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Rachel? Um, I know it's hard to think of something clever I don't right think off the I fly. I can't think of anything clever. <laughs> uh, I'll just give it one out of five stars. Yeah, that's all it deserves. Yeah. That's exactly the I same rating I did. I, I'm thinking more along the lines of about five out of 12 cylinders that must have been in the engine of that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. All so, right, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little higher on it than you guys just because I did like the beginning and, and some of the special effects were really good, but at the same time, it was a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with Matt, though. The promise of it being good and actually thinking, oh, hey, this, this isn't bad. Oh, yeah, it is really bad. It's... It's very disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it, had a it ruined payoff. it. Yeah, it un- it unraveled because yeah, I I I was just watching it like waiting for it to get bad, and I was like, oh man, is this just another time where people will just rag on a comic yeah, book movie for I fun? Yeah, I had the same thought. I'm like, yeah. oh, this really? Yeah, isn't that bad? And then in my head, I started being like, shit, am I just bad at judging movies? I like, know, and then I'm like, is, am I the weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I thought Fantastic Four was good, and now I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, I guess I guess we can breathe a sigh of relief because uh, next week we're going to be watching, or I mean two weeks from now, we're going to be watching a uh, a good movie. And I guess that brings us to our pitches, bitches! To the piach, biatch. The piach, biatch. So we got to pitch good movies this week, guys. Movies that, that we're going to enjoy watching. I guess we could even do the Keith David route, but I feel like that's a will-they-won't-they they thing. Uh, why? I don't know. Okay. We can pitch t- Keith David movies if you want. Uh, that would require me. Yeah, I guess maybe next week. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure. I'm unprepared already. We'll continue teasing about that. So, um, Does anyone have their pitch readily in mind? I bet you do. I'm close to mine, so I'm debating between two. Okay. Um, are you guys in the mood for more of a heavy action-oriented movie, or are you more in the mood for a, uh, a, a character-oriented movie? They're both. I mean, they're both good movies. They're both. They're both highly, highly received. I have no preference. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's too vague. Um, well, I'm just saying, if if there's a focus of a movie, are you are you more wanting to focus on a character or more focus on action? No preference. No preference. God <laughs> damn it! I'm trying to make this easier on myself. Um, let's. Okay. You can say. How about you talk it through, and we'll give you. Uh, Okay, well, the two movies I'm considering... We'll give pitching. you approving nods or disapproving frowns. <laughs> One movie that I am considering pitching is is very much inspired by The Raid. Um, it's, it's adapted from a British comic book starring one of the actors from the rebooted Star Trek. Um, highly received a lot of slow motion and, and cool special effects on a fairly low budget. Um... And done by the or written by the person who directed Ex Machina. Um, another movie I am considering pitching is about a Marvel character. Um, it is is directed by somebody who traditionally did horror movies, but kind of broke his mold 
and and directed a couple of or multiple movies in this franchise. It's not Marvel Studios. Um, Man Thing. You're gonna try to get no, us to watch Man Thing. Not Man Thing. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, there's a bit of a love story. There's a bit of identity crisis. Um, there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of everything. There's there's a lot of aspirations. A lot of character uh, of somebody coming coming into their own and and dealing with the fact that they are now a superhero and, and a famous person, but trying to hold together their personal life as well. Which of those two sounds more appealing? The first one. The first one? Okay. What about you, Rachel? No preference no still? Preference. Okay. Well, then the first one, Dread, starring Carl Urban, 2012 Dread. Uh, uh, yeah. That's a, good, that's a good pitch. Yeah? I liked that movie. I liked that movie, too. I liked it. Um, so, yeah, Carl Urban never takes off the helmet. Uh, uh, really awesome raid-inspired action scenes. Tons of slow-mo. A really cool use of a low-budget movie. Um, like, very impressive for the kind of budget that they had on it. So that's, that's my pitch. Cool. All right, who's next? Uh, I'll go. My pitch is uh, a super good movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> From 1981. 1981. Because uh, I just I'm on this thing where I have to make Jason watch movies from the 80s. From the 80s. <laughs> okay. Um, and th- this is this is unintentional uh, because this has been on my pitch list for a long time. Okay. But it just so happens that this movie has Keith David in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it's The Thing. Okay. Uh, because I think that's one of the greatest science fiction films of all time. You've definitely been trying to get me to watch that one for a while. Such a great movie. Okay. And Kurt Russell. Ooh, Kurt Russell. And it's not a solo It's not a solo spinoff of the Fantastic Four. Sure isn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. I know. I'm an idiot. Well, that, that's that's what I thought the movie was when I very first saw it. Oh. Like, not saw it, saw it, but, like, saw the cover. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, why is he wearing a coat and walking in the snow? Um, that was that was <laughs> my... <laughs> I was young, okay? I didn't know things. Fair enough. <laughs> things. I didn't know things. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. My jokes are terrible. They are. Rachel, let's hear your pitch. Uh, I'm I'm kind of torn between two. Okay, give us give do do the Jason method. <laughs> I can't do the Jason. <laughs> the my problem is is that I haven't seen either of them in years. That's always fun. So, but I'm so I'm not quite sure which one I'd rather see, and I also don't really remember the entire plots of all of them. Okay. And one is like super complicated plot. Hmm. Mm. But it is time travel. Oh, I think I know. Wait. <laughs> I think I know what that one is. The, the other one is more mystery. Science. Science fiction. <laughs> Not science theater. Uh, okay. Uh, who are the directors? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, one of them has Kiefer Sutherland and one of them has Bruce Willis. Kiefer Sutherland. He's the best in the world. He's in great movies. Like <laughs> yeah, like Pompeii. Um, did you guys ever even hear of that movie? It's an awful movie that Kiefer Sutherland was in. Oh. With Jon Snow. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I never, never saw it. It was terrible. Um, I never saw it either, but I know it was terrible, and I, I'm not going to see it. I know which one one of them is. I know which one the Bruce Willis one is. I think I do, too. But Surrogates? I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty... Or, fifth, I'm pre- oh, 
I'm pretty sure I know what the, the other one is, too. I'm pretty sure I know, I'm, I know what they both are. Actually, I guess if, it was, <laughs> if one of them was Fifth Element, I'd... I'd okay, I, oh, I know the Bruce Willis one. Easy. Okay. <laughs> is it Looper? Nope. Oh. I thought that was the time travel one. Wait, really? It's not Looper? It's not Looper. Shit, then. I, don't know I heard Bruce Willis and time travel, and I was like, oh, there's one movie that that could be. Um, oh, okay. I know what it is now. Well, like, if go. it was... <laughs> Love that movie. Is it Fifth Element? No. no. Okay. Because I was like, uh, there's not time travel in Fifth so, Element. So there's that one, and I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure you know, know what the other one is. The audience. There's probably audience people that are just like screaming at their phones like, you stupid idiots. Is the, is the Sutherland one from the 80s? Uh, 98. Oh, then it's not the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> with the, That's not right. With the fellas in the long coats and the hats. and they come The Blues in, Brothers? And they come in the night, and then they change everything. The Blues Brothers. Oh, Right. No, that's not what I changed everything. Enough, that's a good movie. Uh, your pick, Rachel. Come on. I don't know. Just which, pick one. Which one would you rather? <laughs> which one are you more excited to see? Yeah, which one? You're trying to, to sell us on your pitch. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. I'm like sounding like a hypocrite now saying that to you because I'm, I'm going to pick this one just because I do think that it's underrated and the other one's a little more popular. Okay. So I'm going to pick Dark City. Dark City. Never even heard of it. Uh, is a good is this movie. the Willis one or the Kiefer Sutherland one? Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. What, was, what was the Willis one? Just to quell my curiosity. Twelve Monkeys. Oh, never heard of it. Okay, cool. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You've never heard of Twelve Monkeys? No. Ah, uh, you're the worst. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> that just like crushed a little my bit. Soul. Yeah, a little bit heartbreaking. Yeah. I'll have to watch it at some point. You guys, we'll just keep a running list of movies that I haven't seen that How I need to watch. You've never even heard of it. Know. Well, now Bruce I Willis? don't know. No, go Shit. ahead. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. One yeah. of Brad Pitt's. Are you fucking kidding oh, me? Best so roles good ever. In it. Oh shit! I well, love Brad Pitt. I'm gonna change this. Now. And who's the girl? What's her? It's uh. Um. She's super good too. God damn it! I love Brad Pitt. Oh, it's Brad Pitt at his most psychotic. Really? Even uh, more than seven? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because he plays a psychotic character. In it. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna change this now. Yeah, you so should you're change pitching it. Twelve Monkeys. Madeline Stowe. Yeah, she's really good. Hmm. I, I'm changing it now to 12 Monkeys. That is it. Wow. I can't even believe that I didn't know Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis were in a movie together. Oh, it's so good. That's kind of fucking ridiculous when I think about it. Directed by Terry Gilliam. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep. I really have no idea how I don't know about this movie. Yeah, that, it's one that, of the best movies that's ever. That's kind of fucking ridiculous. I, I just barely bought it on Blu-ray at the Black Friday sale. Oh, really? So. Oh. <laughs> That's why it's kind of been on my mind. I, I'm totally like, I'm Googling it right now just to make sure that I've really never heard. Yep. Never seen that poster. Never. Unbelievable. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Because there's All a right. there's a virus and he gets sent back in time to stop the virus. And it's so weird. Huh. Yeah. No, it looks like it. Okay. Have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I my pitch is 12 Monkeys. Okay, wow. I'm still just blown away. Okay, all right. So, uh... Get I it guess, together, Jason. I guess now we gotta vote. Um, shit, who pitched first? Did I pitch first? I pitched first, you didn't pitch I? Yeah, you did. Okay, my vote's 12 Monkeys. You... Shit. Yeah, I'll vote 12 Monkeys, too. Let's You're voting 12, 12 monkeys. monkeys? I would have picked Dread. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could tell Matt was on the fence on, on Dread. Well, because I... So I watched Dread. Uh-huh. And then I something happened for the last section of it so i didn't quite see the end of it oh really? but i was like this movie's really good yeah 
Well, so. blew me away on Dread was was how much they were able to do with slow mo and special effects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On literally like a minimal budget. Yeah, it and looked awesome. The girl that's with him, Anderson. I love her. I love her so too. Much. Yeah. At some point, we'll have to watch Dread. Yes. Somebody else can pitch at some point, but yeah. So Twelve Monkeys is what we'll be watching next time. Yes. All right. Well, I think that uh, wraps it up. Is there anything else you guys wanted to cover? Uh, uh, I want to talk about androids. <laughs> Dreaming of electric sheep. <laughs> yeah, do they dream of electric sheep? I don't know. All I know is that they deserve rights. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, let's see. Wait, I, I do want to bring up, I think it's not next time, but the one after will be Star Wars-centric. Because we're uh, we're counting down the days now. Oh yeah, so it won't be in two weeks that we talk about this movie. It'll be like three weeks, maybe four weeks, depending on if we do a pre and post or just a pre. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, so the the day before Star Wars: The Force Awakens premiere, so December sixteenth, or we just keep putting off Ninja Turtles and do Twelve Monkeys instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, no. <laughs> maybe we gotta uh, at least try with yeah, turtles. We gotta try with turtles. We gotta yeah, try because I mean, we could always call an audible on the last day and then watch Twelve Monkeys the day before we record. Yeah. So, as the plan stands right now, <laughs> I had a weird brain catching up to my head moment. <laughs> Sorry, it's a time vortex. Oh, Morty. Oh, Morty. Morty, Morty, Morty. we got to catch the brain up to the podcast. Morty. Do we need to go it. back Morty. in time? Let's go back in time. I'm not going to do it again. I gotta, but I but Matt's the best at it. He is. He is way better than I am. Um... <laughs> So yeah, December sixteenth uh, is when the episode will be released. That is that's that's the road to the Force Awakens. As far as we'll probably talk about any of the pre Force Awakens stuff that we've read, like Shattered Empire and stuff like that, and then also just Star Wars things. And it's just going to be Star Wars, Star Wars episode all day, Star Wars every day. I have started the Darth Vader Star Wars. comic. Ooh. Series. Oh, yeah, that was good. I forgot to talk about that in my catch. I'll talk about it on the Star Wars episode because yeah. I've I've now caught up on the Star Wars main series. Well, I've got some Star Wars stuff in the book in the bag too. So. Yeah, let's all let's all just kind of make save our make our, our notes Wars. and save up the Star Wars stuff. So, but yeah, that's uh, so December sixteenth. Look for the pre pre Star Wars Force Awakens episode of Savage Land, and possibly the week after a post Force Awakens episode. Who knows? We'll 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 play it by ear. Um, but yeah, uh, follow us on Facebook. And Instagram at Savage Land Podcast, uh, Twitter at Savage Land Pod. Uh, if you want to check out the rest of the stuff that we have on our, our whole network, which 2016 will be expanding into a lot of other things uh, that are exciting, but that might be cool.com for everything. Um, and then leave us your Keith David reviews on iTunes or apparently on Stitcher. Um, we'll figure out how to view those at some point, but we've there, there's we've heard tale that there's a, a review on Stitcher, but we have yet to see it. So whoever l- left that review. Thank you. Yeah, we can't find it. Yeah, we'll we'll find it eventually. <laughs> but postpone. Uh, but yeah, when you leave us a review, uh, mention something about Keith David, whatever you want, um, or how much you hate Jonathan Hickman. Um, and uh, fuck anything else. Am I missing anything? Uh, may the Keith David be with you. Totally. And email us at at uh, us at savagelandpodcast.com if you have questions or comments about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or about uh, Ninja Turtles. Or uh, anything that you know we're going to be talking about in the future, and we can bring it up on the show. Yeah, I give Jason shit for not watching twelve or having having not even ever heard of Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> yeah, send me your hate mail. Literally <laughs> anytime, anytime there's something that I haven't heard of, just feel free to send us your hate mail to us at SavageLandPodcast.com, um, or or give it on our Instagram or Twitter because that's really easy to view as well. 
Um, but yeah, any any comments you give us, we'll we'll shout you out on the show. All right. So fun stuff and enjoy your life. <laughs>